Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Yes, it is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. This is August the 13th, Friday the 13th. For those who are superstitious, I'm not, but I'm just wanting to put that out there. Welcome to another episode of the More Wine and Music podcast, a podcast where we discuss music over a glass of wine. I want to welcome you to episode number seven. But before we get into the tonight's episode, I want to do a little bit of house cleaning and do a little bit of promotion because I want to promote some stuff for my business. Okay. So before I get started to more wine and music podcast, I want to talk about the product of the more naturally you hair care line. I have a hair mist that is for sale and it is called, uh, more naturally you hair care hair mist is a moisturizer it's a it's a cream but it's also a moisturizer that is um light when you put it on your hair and it'll help your hair to stay moisturized throughout the day so i'm going to put up the link of where you can purchase that if you are interested and that would be under the more naturally you.com website i'm going to put that up there right now all right can you see the ticker running And besides that, I also have a hair growth bomb. The hair growth bomb is a, again, an organic natural light bomb that you can use on your scalp for those who have natural style hair. Um, Use it on your scalp to keep your scalp moisturized, but it also keeps your hair um, in place. Uh, It's not greasy. It's very light and it kind of keeps your hair hold in your style in a a body hold, in a good body hold. So that is also available on the morenaturallyyou.com website. So check that out. I also want to um, promote my online mall shopping um, site, website, and that's www.moreshopping.co. And it's called the More Online Mall. And what I have is a bunch of t-shirts. I have coffee mugs. I have tote bags. Um, What's being popular right now is the I Am The Natural Woman. 
t-shirt and that comes in either black or white. So go on to www.moreshopping.co and check it out. And actually I am having a 25% off um, sale. Um, it's called a uh, summer 21. So when you hit that coupon code summer 21, you would get 25% off on all merchandise that are online on the website. So there's some very great products there. Lots of good t-shirts. I want to kind of move the t-shirts and stuff out the way so I can get some um, fall and winter stuff in. So take a, a advantage of the 25% um, off on the moreshopping.co. All right. Without further ado, I'm going to continue on. That was the housekeeping. I have to promote my products. I mean, it is, it's, it's part of my business, so I will do that. Um, before I get into tonight's um, genre, um, also, if you're interested in wanting to buy me a coffee, um, and this will help promote and help keep the content going of the More Wine and Music podcast. So just uh, go to buymeacoffee.com backslash more wine music and give a donation there and that will help keep the website going and I can bring in um, better content and I'm hoping to bring in um, special guests that we can talk about um, different genres of music. Okay, so with all that out the way, we're going into episode seven. Episode seven, name is Jack Teagarden. Jack Teagarden. I have never heard of him. I and mean, when I did some of the research, it's not a very long um, biography about him, but he nevertheless, he did has, he made an impact into the early jazz genre. He was considered what we call a double threat because not only was he able to play uh, jazz music, uh, jazz instrument well, i.e. the trombone, but he was also a singer. So he had a, a double um, double talent. Um, but who was he? Like I said, I've never heard of Jack Teagarden unless there are people out there that are way older than I am, no offense, but who may know him or have heard of him. I have never in my lifetime have heard of him. So I thought that would be somebody that I would you know, like to dig in further because I like to portray those who are lesser known in whatever music genre that I'm talking about. So who was Jack T. Garden? He was born on August 29th in 1905 in Vernon, Texas. By 1918, his family moved to Chappelle, Nebraska. He came from a um, very musically inclined family. His, her, his mother, Helen, was a musician, plus he had younger siblings, I think two brothers and one sister, and they were also musicians. At the age of five, he learned how to play the piano, and by the age of seven, he learned to play the baritone horn, horn excuse me, and by the age of 10, he learned the trombone, which is his trademark um, instrument. So he went from piano to baritone horn to trombone. So he was very talented in, in the horn section. 
as well as playing piano. Jack's love of music, I guess, it started by listening to black spiritual um, music, i.e. the blues. Back then, you're talking about the early turn of the 20th century. And as, I, as you recall from my last season of the blues genre, that was the beginning of uh, the uh, how um, a lot of the Negro spirituals and um, has, you know, really transformed into the blues. And Jack, he loved that. And, and as a side note, Jack T. Garden was Caucasian. So he took a very strong interest in um, learning about um, Black music and particularly the spirituals and all the work song, because, you know, especially if you're coming from the South, um, when you're working on that railroad or even working out in the in the fields as sharecroppers, you um, one thing about our people is that we are very creative and artistic in coming up with songs and lyrics. And that's just a way of helping to um, endure the 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 blood, sweat, and tears of of the of farming and sharecropping, and just the woes of of everyday life as a Negro. We were Negro back then. Um, life. So, but little Jack Tea Garden, he um was, he, he took an interest in that. So he started to you know. The family lived not too not too far from the black community, and um, I don't know. It didn't say when I was doing my research whether it was still while he was still in Texas or when they moved to um, Nebraska. I'm not sure, but his family, nevertheless, they lived um, very close to the black community. So, as you know, that back then, that it was a lot of segregation as far as communities so but his family um live more closer to the black um side of town than they did on the white side and so that's how jack became um very familiar with um the sounds of the blues and all the the works um sounds of of the men working on the railroad and also where they lived, they lived right across from where blacks would have their um, tent revivals. So they would have, you know, every summer, if anybody who's African-American, we know that we have our summer um, tent revivals or camp meetings or whatever, and it was in within the community. And the Tea Garden family lived, happened to live right across the street from where um, the, Black community will hold their gospel revivals nightly. And Jack would actually attend those revival meetings because he loved the music so much. He loved the energy that um, the church folks were giving. And so he really got interested in um, the gospel and the blues genre. And so he would attend the, the tent revivals. By the age of uh, 20, 
I'm sorry, let's go back. By the age of 15, he was performing with his mother and they were touring the South in local theaters. He and his mother played together for eight years. Well, I thought it was interesting, the mother and son. And, prop, and I think um, as I read you know, later on, his siblings joined them. So it was a family affair, family of musicians. They toured together in the South and played together, you know, along with their parent. So I, I thought that was kind of interesting. And during those eight years that he and his mom played, um, he played with the groups such as Peck, Peck Kelly's Bad Boys and Jazz Bandits and Johnny Johnson. His first recording was in 1927, and from there he moved to New York. And from uh, when he moved to New York, that's when he be actually began to gain his notoriety as a talented young trombonist and was eventually asked to join the Ben Pollock uh, Orchestra, which was at that time a major jazz band in New York at that time. In fact, in that band was a, another famous clarinetist, and that was um, Glenn Beck. I'm sorry, not Glenn Beck, Benny Goodman, excuse me. Uh, Benny Goodman, who was 19 years old at the time, he was also in the uh, Ben Pollock uh, Orchestra. So Jack T. Garden and um, Benny Goodman, they both played together. Um, they were both um, young teenagers. Um, Benny Goodman was 19 years old at the time. And um, T. Garden was around 15, 16, 17. Um, in addition to Benny Goodman in the band, there was also Jimmy McPartland um, and also eventually it was Glenn Beck that also was part of the band too. So, and it was said that Glenn Beck, who really was the one who arranged the uh, music, the composition, the pieces of, of that band. And it was said that because of the way Jack Teagarten played, they actually had to, Glenn Beck had to actually write um, his um, music to kind of compensate um, Tea Garden the way he played because he played so well and he was able to pick up um, all it was some complicated courses or complicated you know riffs or whatever but Tea Garden picked it up right away so I mean it was no problem at all for him to learn whatever Glenn Beck had written he um played it well. And matter of fact, he played it so well that to where Glenn Beck decided to compose pieces that will accommodate how um, T. Garten played on his trombone. So, it, you know, no matter how complex the arrangement, the music arrangement were, was, you know, T. Garten was able to, you know, pick it up right away, which was, which was, you know, that shows his talent. During the five years that he played with the Ben Pollock's band, um, he was very diligent and was probably um, underrated because he was so talented. But, you know, again, you had Glenn Beck and Benny Goodman in the same band. So they got more accolades than what Teagarden 
had um, received, yet Tea Garden was pretty much up there in caliber and maybe a little better, to be honest, um, in caliber than what um, Glenn um, Beck and um, Benny Goodman were. But I mean, he was underrated. But I mean, again, he was not, he was a humble person. Um, they say he was very easy to work with. Everybody loved him wherever he played, whoever he played with. Um, there's nothing bad or, or sinister about him. He was just a great uh, player, a team player. Um, and, and, you know, that's very rare because you always have someone who's in the band who thinks who's can be, as we call, as anybody who ever knows the term, a David Ruffin. There's always a David Ruffin in any band who thinks they can, they're better than the whole group. <laughs> and I'm sure those who are listening out there who knows who David Ruffin was of the Temptations, but I mean, it can understand what I'm talking about. There's always that one person in that band who always think that they're, who can you know, that they, they're the ones who make the group, that they are better than the group. So, but Jack Teagarden was that, even though he was, you know, very good in what he does, he was very, a very good player and he probably knew it. And I'm sure it was probably people in his ear as always, there's always somebody in the outside in, in someone's ear saying, you know, you can do better. You don't have to be in this group. You can, you know, go off on your own. Which eventually, you know, he played um, for them for a little while. And then he um, got with um, Bing Crosby. And um, because his contract with um, the Ben Pollock um, Orchestra went was up. And around, that was around 1938. And so he became what we call what was considered like a free agent. And so um, as him being a free agent, he wanted to um, form his own, do his own thing, create his own group. So which turned out actually a bad mistake because of the fact that Everybody at that time in New York around the 20s and the 30s, I mean, every you can go to every corner and see every jazz band, every group um, out there. And, and, and the competition was just fierce. And so unfortunately, Jack T. Garden and his band, it just they just didn't create a niche to where they would be able to stand out among all the others who were already out there. So it, it didn't last long. Um, so with the heavy competition, he had to um, disband and that was from 38 to 1946. But he didn't dissuade from, um, from that. He, he believed in himself and um, someone recognized his talent and that was um Bing Crosby he recognized his talent and you know realized that Jack was you know could be you know an asset to whoever who he played with so he financially actually Bing Crosby actually financed 
financially gave him the money to kind of take care of all the the debt that he had incurred as being a solo a soloist or his own band or performing his own band because that's like i said the band went bankrupt in 1946 so he was in a mound a large amount of debt and so Bing crosby recognizing you know what a good talent that he was he he took care of all the financial um debt that jack teagarden had incurred and so in 1947 jack met another famous um band leader who i talked about last week and that was um satchmo himself mr louis armstrong so he became a part of the louis armstrong's all-star so by that time as you can recall from last week's episode when i was talking about his wife um lillian harden armstrong um louis had left king oliver's band creole band and after that disbanded he went and moved on to new york and that's when he eventually formed his own band and it was called louis armstrong's all-star and then that's how jack became a member of um, louis armstrong's band and it was said that jack and louis love of jazz cemented their um their partnership um they recorded Jack Armstrong's blues. A song was born and please stop playing those blues. Um, they worked very well together. And in the recordings, you can um, hear how well they worked together as, as both horn, horn players. They were very, um, they both complimented each other and they played together for about four years. So, you know, after the four years, Jack wanted to try his luck again with Louis' um, blessing. I mean, there was no hard feelings. Um, Jack felt that he wanted to try and go out on, off on his own again. So after four years, he decided to leave the Louis Armstrong All-Stars and formed a band called the Dixieland Sextet. Sext Sextet. Um. And that includes, actually, it was a family affair because he included his brother, Charlie T. Garten, who played the trumpet. And um, he played and sang his songs in this band. So he was actually, that's where you call the double threat because from his this particular um, band that he created, the Dixieland Sextet, he was able to not only use his talent as a trombone player, but he actually sang on a lot of the songs that they um, played and recorded. Um, from this point, um, and 13 years later from this point, uh, he was active in playing and recording behind other people. I don't know how long the Dixieland um, Sextet sexted uh last it might not have last as long as 13 years but you know he was still very much involved with playing with other people during um 
the t that time. Um, on September 20th and the 21st in 1963, Jack was featured on two sets of the Monterey Jazz Festival. This was a special event because he, um, on this set, on uh, this occasion, he actually played with his mom again. So he reunited with his mother, Helen, and they both played um, on the set at the Monterey Jazz Festival in um, 63. And so that was on the first set. The second set, he was actually, he played, he had an opportunity to play with his sister, Norma, and again with his um, brother, uh, Charlie. So, I mean, that, that was a good um, comeback, so to speak. I mean, even though he, you know, was around, he wasn't as, again, like I said, he was kind of considered underrated because he was playing behind so many people. Um, so he wasn't as recognized as he should have been. Um, but nevertheless, he did um, contribute a lot and his talent on the trombone player was something that really nobody really couldn't at that time emulate. Um, he had a special way of playing that trombone and he played it, he played it well and people, he was sought after for people to play in their particular gr um, group and play on particular songs. Um, however, after the, the Monterey Jazz Festival in 63, on January 15th in 1964, Jack Teagarden suffered a heart attack at the age of 58. Um, still today, he is known as one of the greatest trombone player in history, as well as a great singer. Um, there was nothing bad or nothing scandalous about him. Um, all people who have worked with him and played with him had nothing but good things to say about him. So that is the story of Jack T. Garden. And so that's it. Again, um, very short, um, nothing scandalous. I guess if um, you want scandal, you have to actually, um, I would have to talk about those who are more famous. Um, a lot of these artists that I portray and that I talk about, you know, their, their stories are pretty much short. It's shortened to the point. <laughs> There's no undercurrent um, scandals. So um, maybe I'll throw in a famous, uh, well, better known person to talk about. And maybe I can, you know, get more information and more, you know, of the tea, so to speak, on on how they actually, how they were, or what people say they were. I mean, th those are, just, again, that's just speculation. It doesn't mean that it's true or not. That's just gossip. So it might make a more of a better episode. I don't know. All right. So next week, uh, episode number eight, I will be talking about another person called Frankie Trumbauer. Again, somebody I never knew. He is a um, another Caucasian um, jazz artist, but he made his mark in the jazz genre as well. So his name is Frankie Trum Bauer. So that would be episode eight. So again, um, thank you for listening. Also, again, please help 
support the podcast, buymeacoffee.com backslash more wine and music. I'm sorry, more wine music. You don't have to do the more wine and music is buymeacoffee.com more wine music. Um, give um, a little donation to help keep the content going. Also, please, please, please check out the hair products that I have on the morenaturallyyou.com website. Um, there's a lot of great products that I, I would like to um, have on there to share with you. Um, I, I, I'm a hair, anybody who knows me and know I'm a hair product junkie and I just like to find um, good quality, affordable hair products. And I like to share, and I like to share those products. So if you're interested, if you have natural, even if you don't have, I mean, you don't have to have natural hair in order to use these products. These products are actually created for all types of hair. So don't, don't, don't get, um, put off because I always say natural just because my hair is natural does not mean that it's only exclusively for people who wear their hair in this natural state. It's for any type of hair. Um, what's natural about it is there's no chemicals or fillers or anything that are damaging to the hair as a whole. It's basically all made with natural ingredients. So that's what the natural comes in. So check out the more natural hair doc. I'm sorry, more naturally you.com. And for t-shirts for the, I am a natural woman t-shirts among other t-shirts that has other sayings that, you know, I get these sayings. I, I, it pops in my head and whatever, um, words of encouragement or whatever, whatever it pops in my head, I design it on a t-shirt. So please check out the website, www.moreshopping.co. And this is a um, month of 25% off. Use the coupon code SUMMER21. I'm sorry, SUMMER25 for 25% off. So all caps coupon is SUMMER25. You'll get 25% off on all products that are on the site. So please check that out. All right. So that's it for Friday. Um, you guys have a good weekend, rest of your weekend. And I will talk to you next week for episode number eight. Have a good night.